can see right now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. Let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboys fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this Oh, I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball, they try very hard to ruin it. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it to his face. Oh, Brooklyn. Hey, is it he? This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. And here we are. Yep, we are live, and yeah, it's not yep. a fun day. It's that's not why a fun it's day. called. That's why it's called Sunday, not so fun day. Yeah, because unfortunately, we, we lost uh, an integral part in at least my uh, adventure and in soiree into professional wrestling as a fan. Well, really, if you if you want to look at Everything that happened in the late 90s and early 2000s, Scott Hall was, he was kind of the catalyst for it. Yeah. I mean, he was the catalyst for the NWO. If it wasn't for Scott Hall, you wouldn't have guaranteed money today. And, I mean, they were, they were integral, man. Yeah, a lot of it, it, well... Some of the things he did, it changed, it, or, or was part of, not did necessarily himself, but they were there were things that changed the wrestling business from for for good, for whatever you know, permanently. Uh, one of the big things was, I think originally, I think the first thing that really caught a lot of attention was the curtain call. This was in the birth time of the internet, and to see four guys who were different characters in the WWE being heels and faces and everything kind of come into the ring and, you know, hugging and all that stuff. Yeah, that was, um, that was, that was the last night that, um, that, uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were in the WWE. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were in the WWE. Um, and that was a integral moment because right after that, Scott appeared on Nitro, like the next night. Um, and it really opened the door to it, it kind of peeled the curtain back a little bit. So you got a little bit of a backstage right. thing going on. Hey, Daphne, you know, that, and it was. And then if, if Scott had not appeared on Monday Night Raw, if Scott had not fired into that, hey, Lindsay, you know, it would have been, I don't think what we got in wrestling through the 90s, the Attitude Era, the NWO, or any of that would have would have worked. It would not have been on that level. For one thing, wrestling was dying then. I yeah. mean, it, it was on life support. The WWE was a very cartoony, weird, gimmicky area. You had, you know, repo man and and the big boss man and the irs man and everybody had to have a job they couldn't just be a wrestler they had to have a job and you almost had a character who was going to be called chillian mcfreeze right you know so the the, that's what you were looking at in the wwe wcw was basically unseen nobody was paying any attention to it it was it was wrestling it was was better but it just wasn't looked at it was at the time it was relegated to saturday night before the advent of nitro right 
you know, so the, these were things that just weren't Hi, happening. Lindsay. I'm sorry. I said I said hi at the time. There you go. Hi. How you doing? I but hate. then he comes on, and of course, he doesn't come on as Scott Hall. He comes on with the Razor Ramon accent. You know, he, he was being yeah. Razor. Initially, so, initially, the idea was pitched. He was going to be G.I. Joe. <laughs> no, like. No, like legit. That was initially what Vince wanted. Yeah, that was okay. Scott got started later, anyway. But like initially, that's what Vince wanted. Vince wanted Scott Hall instead of Razor Ramon. It would have been GI Joe. It would have been GI Ramon or something like that. Is what he called it. And see that, like, and some of the things uh, today is just going to be a, a retrospect of Scott Hall's career and i've been doing my scott hall homework this week so i'm hoping that we get i can i can pull some stuff out that that maybe people have not really heard um you know the well like you were saying the 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 bad gimmicks i mean the sad thing is scott had one of the best wrestling minds in the business oh dude he was Dude, if you could just sit there and actually talk to him for, like, at least five minutes, on a good day, Scott knew what was going on. Now, yeah. as le- now as time would progress and things happen later on in his career, on a good day, he was all right. On a bad day, he wasn't. That's uh, on that roundtable that I discussed, the, the, the Legends of Wrestling, on, it's on Peacock, but I, I actually didn't even know it existed until a few days ago. Uh, yeah, Griffin. I taught Joe something, y'all. Right, I for the Joe first something. time. What, whatever, yeah, for the first you know, time. <laughs> it was really funny because you you have uh, Eric Bischoff talking about the NWO, the original three. Yeah. And he's like, you know, Hogan couldn't work. Nash was past his time. He couldn't do it anymore, and he was never that good to begin with. He's like the only so one out of the, the three only of one that, that actually good could work was, was good on the mic and and was there. That's why he was really the lead in. The other two, Nash was there to look big and intimidating, and Hogan was there because he was Hogan. Exactly. Scott was that guy. If it was not for Scott, I don't think the NWO would have succeeded. If you would have had someone like if you if you would let's. Let's just play hypothetical. Who do you think could have been that lead-in guy if it wasn't Scott? It it definitely wouldn't have been Hogan. It wouldn't have been Nash. Who would have been that no. lead-in guy? You think it needed to? It, I'm saying I'm saying if, coming, if I had to pick, it. if I had to pick somebody else, if I if I had to pick somebody else from the WWE at the time to be that lead-in guy from the NWO. You can't really think of anybody. You can't really think of anyone that would work. I mean, Shawn Michaels could probably pull it off, but it wouldn't have the same impact as Scott Hall did. No, Scott's ability is what pulled it off. You know, and and the fact that he could be believable. Yeah, you can't think of anyone else from the WWE that could have been that leading guy for the NWO. It no. had to be Scott. No, that that is that is definite. That is one that I don't think he anyone could have taken his place on that. You know, he he fooled how many million people because the people that were watching Raw all their friends started saying, "Hey, Razor Ramon just walked out on Nitro. Yeah. I mean, and he didn't like, me, he wasn't introduced. And that, that's something that it, it wasn't like, oh, look who we've signed, like they do with AEW yeah, every week. It wasn't. This was, he comes out of the crowd and bullies his way into the ring. Actually, what happens, he just walks down, the walks down in like, like through the crowd in um, Macon, Georgia. That's where he debuted. Walks down through the crowd, grabs the mic, and the other two guys just stopped fighting. Yeah, when he, he came into the ring, they just kind of backed up. And that infamous line, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. 
again, I don't think Sting would have worked in that role. Well, that for the third guy, I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't. This is how I look at that. First off, for what they were doing, it was clear what Hall was trying to do when he first came in and he first did that first promo. Mm-hmm. He was he was making the fans believe that Vince McMahon, and to this day there is a good chunk of fans that believe Vince McMahon did actually send them to WCW. Yeah. The same with Vince Russo. Yeah. They believe there was a, a closed-door meeting between McMahon and Russo, and he said, go there and put them out of business. Yeah. And he's, they believe the same thing about, about the outsiders, we might dude, as well say. Dude, they were playing that up in WCW hard. Right, like, because that was like, the gimmick. That's like, why Sting wouldn't have really worked in that like, NWO role. It needed like, to be Hogan. Like, literally, people will walk up to Hall and be like, are you sent here by Vin? He's like, yeah, you don't get paid twice. I do. Right. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. But there again, that was, now that was Scott Hall. Scott yeah, that knew. was Scott. Yeah, that's... Scott knew what he was doing. Scott was, Scott was, Scott was, dude, they were playing everybody, dog. Oh, yeah. Well, and I do get a kick out of hearing the, the, how the uh, fake diesel, fake razor thing <laughs> kind well, of fuck, kind well, of they were, backfired well, okay. on WCW. Now let's, give, now let's give the story of that. Okay, at the time, Hall and Nash were working on deal memos that they yeah. that they had a back door out of, so they could have said, "Screw this guy, I'm gone." Yeah, they had not signed. They had not signed their full contracts with WCW they, yet. They were not. Yo, Sean. They were not on hardback at the time. So basically, they hear of oh, well, well, fake Razor and fake Diesel showing up on Raw by Jim Ross, and then they call Kevin Nash and they call Hall to the, into the back and they have the monitor of their show versus Nitro and they look at that. They look at Hall and Nash. They do it again. <laughs> this is after they sent them to hardback, okay? And gave them more money. <laughs> and gave them more money. That was the thing. They started getting worried, so they offered them more money. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've seen the interview with Nash. She's like, I'm calling Scott. And I'm like, did they, they just offer you more money? Yeah. <laughs> you were still negotiating? No, I was going to sign the contract tonight. Me too. Okay. Like, you know, it's like they're not going to say like, no. Literally, they just take the pin and like, <laughs> can we get the private jet home? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that was epic right there. And people wonder why WCW went under. Right. And, you know, honestly, uh, no, I don't think Nash would have been a good leader. I think Nash, Nash's, Nash's niche was being the big, intimidating guy. No, and let's face no. it, he's a big mother. I mean, but let's put it this way. You can't really say that Nash was technically the leader of the Wolfpack. True, but it was already established. How hard is it to now, become the leader of the of the established group? Now, now, I, now I'm going to say it because, as you can see, I'm rocking the black and white this time. Um, I was a I was more of a fan of the black and white than I was the red and black. I'm sorry. I know you like the black. I know that you like the black and red. I was a fan of the black and white. I was a fan of that black and white express. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, it to be here's the thing. At the beginning of it, I could see it. But by the end, and I mean, granted, both NWs were kind of stupid by the end of it. But they had really, really, really made the original, the black and white, a joke. I mean, you've got, when you've got, what was it, Vince? Yeah, Vince. Versus Stevie, or not Stevie, it wasn't even Stevie Ray, was it? Yeah, it was Stevie Ray. Well, dude, 
towards the end, they had a battle royal to see who was going to lead the black and white. Well, see, At that this, was that match. For... And here's and here's the thing. At the time, the black and white was dead. The NWO was dead. There was no right. NWO. <laughs> and Brandon is agreeing with you. The original was the best. It was. Tell me I'm wrong. If they hadn't split it and they hadn't had everyone and their mother join the NWO, I think it could have it could have become something bigger than what it was. Initially, it was going to be built as a separate show. Is how it was pitched to Hall and Nash. It was a separate show within WCW. And it came down to who are you here to see, the NWO or WCW? That was a survey. Well, that was Scott, uh, Scott Hall's survey. Yeah. But, you know, uh, it's but, one more but, for the good guys. Yeah. But, like, the idea came from Bischoff saying he wanted to create another show and, and just have it be the NWO. So. <laughs> All right. We got Nelson Mania here chiming in with. He wouldn't care if WWE went out of business, which we've heard that record before. And Brandon is saying, and for another show, maybe talk about the reason. Uh, and yet, you know, actually, that is a very, very good point. AOL didn't want wrestling. Uh, it's actually, uh, it's the battle started with Time Warner when Time Warner came into uh, or merged with Turner and uh, Turner Television, Turner Entertainment, whatever it was called at the time. They are Turner, automatically. It was a uh, Turner Home Entertainment. It, it automatically came in. They started trying to, because uh, uh, one of the things uh, in that same uh, Legends roundtable, Bischoff was talking about was it that he gets called into a meeting, and this guy, they're like, okay, he's the new guy in, in control of of WCW Television, and Eric's like, okay. And he looks at the guy and he goes, literally, he's like, do you even know what night Monday Nitro's on? And the guy had to think about it. Yeah. Well, and he's like, you know, is, he goes, I did it as a joke like, and being sarcastic. And then the guy had to think about it. Like, you're not wrong when you say what you say, according, according you know, Brandon's comment is not wrong. But at mm. the same time, look at the state of WCW at the time. They yeah, was but... not they was not really making money. And let's face no. it, you're not gonna fund a losing entity. It's just not gonna happen. Brandon, you're a businessman. Okay. I don't know. You're they funded not... the uh Ted Turner funded the Atlanta Braves for a long time and he still pays for the Hawks. I'm just saying you're not gonna fund a losing entity. And AOL came in and started looking at nickels and dimes a little bit more and realizing we're spending a lot of money and what are we getting in return? You know, I, I agree. Uh, you know, if AOL wanted to keep it, they would have funded it and it would have, and it would have, it would have probably made it. I mean, we, we, we see this in wrestling all the time. There was the huge boom in like the 50s and 60s and then it died out and then in the 70s it got big again into the you know mid 80s into the late 80s then it died down in the late 80s early 90s and then it boomed back up again and then it died down again and then in the early two uh 2010s we had the ruthless aggression era and we had the big boom again everybody it was all popular and then it dropped down again you know we see this kind of this wave comes in wrestling all the time you have minutes when it's hot, minutes when it's not. And yeah, if AOL had, had looked at it and been like, you know, hey, you know, it's on TV, it's what we're doing, let's do this and put the money behind it, it would, st- I, I, Nitro and WCW would still be there today. Yeah. And let's face it. At and the it time, was still the number one show on TNT at that time when it was canceled. I will say that. I, I, I was going to say that. At the time, it was still the number one show. I get that. But, you know, they didn't want wrestling. No, and that was an AOL executive decision. <laughs> and, and well, yeah, they they were making their money off of the Andy Griffith reruns, that and Matlock reruns. Okay, and... can we get back to Scott Hall, please? Can we get well, back to Scott the, Hall? It's still kind of in the in this. 
because one of the things that they kept doing was trying to re- reignite that fire, but Scott was not in the, how should we put this, uh, mental position to be able to do it. I think Scott's last appearance on WCW, other than Super Brawl 2000, um, was where him and Nash tagged up against the porn stars. I didn't know if it was that or where he uh, was in the same mental institution with Ric Flair. No, that was 98. Okay, so that was before it. Because Nash and... And now we're back to other reasons WCW could be in trouble. Because Nash and and Hall went against the porn stars in 99. Hmm. Which, by the way, if you have not seen that match, it is on YouTube or Peacock, and it's a great match. You should give it. You, you should give it a look. You want to talk about putting butts in seats, man. You want to talk about ratings. That was ratings, okay? You had Hall and Nash and a porn star and another porn star that had. Yeah, we're not going to go into what she had, but it was. You could see them. Yeah, that was it. That was W WCW when it it kind of. Uh... The mental institution was in 99. Well, early 99. Dude, I stopped watching it. Don't don't argue with Encyclopedia Sean. I stopped watching it because it got really bad. But the one time I remember watching it again, it was the porn charge. But yeah, like, you know, there was a lot. And I'm not, I don't want to talk ill as a dead here, but a lot of it had to do Scott. Well, dude, here's the thing with Scott. You, I know, I know where you're going. You're gonna go into his drugs and stuff like that. And well, that's no, fine. no, no, that wasn't that wasn't it. The what I was going in with that was, I think by that time, Scott had got into the kind of party lifestyle, and the fact of it is, he didn't have to show up to get paid. That's where you I know, was going. Nash. Hall or Nash Hall, Hogan, Bischoff, everybody was just in the back party and having a good time. They they weren't concentrating on business. And do you wanna know how like, that why? Do, you know, do you wanna know how that actually started? And being honest, here's the thing. Um how that started was Macho Man and Hogan had had in their contracts they can drink during the show, especially during spring break shows. So if they could get so if they could get beers in Hulk and Randy's hands, they were good. <laughs> I yeah, like uh, like wrestlers ever cared about that. <laughs> so when they when they gave crap to Arn about uh, what was their name, Alicia Fox, yeah, <laughs> coming to the ring smelling like you know having the match and you could smell alcohol on her, he was like, Flair never wrestled a match sober. Like seriously, you know, he was like, "So well, what's the big deal?" You remember the infamous spring break where they come out hammered? You remember that night where mm-hmm. they come out just hammered, and the giant chases them off, and Nash jumps in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how that started. They got beers in Randy and Hulk's hands. Bischoff's doing a power walk towards them, and they're like, "What's how the show start?" Are we good? <laughs> That's literally what happened. Yeah, Arn's podcast is actually really good, and it goes really in-depth a lot with WCW. Because it was basically there, except for what, that, what, two-year run where they were the brain busters? And w- he was there the whole time. He spent most of his career there, except for the time when he was in Mid-South, as Marty, uh, what is his real name? Yeah, well... It's still not better than our podcast. That's beside the point. I digress. Um, now, speaking of names, because we were actually having this talk earlier, right? literally right before we came on. Scott had had, Lund- uh, thank you, Lundy. I could not remember his last name to save my life at that time. You know, it was just one of those blanks. <laughs> well, actually, I know what it was. I'd used all the brain cells I got left in, in trying to remember this. Because, see, they had brought Scott from Florida into Georgia Championship Wrestling. 
in 85, 86, something like that, uh, when it was, you know, full NWA territory rather than uh, Crocker Promotions. And he was the original tag team partner of Danny Spivey. Yeah. What was her tag team name? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what their tag team name was, but I do know that. It didn't, was... he, didn't, didn't he go by Starship Coyote at one point, too? <laughs> that was it, because they were the American Starship. It was Starship Coyote, which was Scott Hall, and Scott and Starship Eagle, which was Dan Spivey. Wow, WCW. Right, that was where that's where he came. That's when he first came in. Now, then they kept they sent Scott away, and they kept Spivey, and he still wrestled under the name um, Starship Eagle. You gotta love until, the 80s, man. <laughs> until he tagged up with me and Mark Gallus. Yeah, then he went over, and that's when uh, Big Scott Hall was in the AWA where he started tagging with Kurt Henning. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen their AWA run as tag team, was great. And I think Scott should have been AWA champion, in my opinion. You know, at that time, I'm surprised Scott wasn't. I mean, let's face it, he looked like a Jack well, got Tom well, Selleck. We, well, and Magnum P.I. was the huge thing at the time. Well, you got to look at the person who was in charge. And also, AWA at the time that Scott was there, you have to look at it from the company point of view. Um, AWA was not where it needed to be. It was but, it was slowly dying. But now here's the, th- here's the other one. We have a gimmick in between Starship Coyote. But you still got to love that name. And the Diamond Stud. And I don't remember what it was. Big Scott Hall. No, he came into W. That's what I'm telling you. He was on a Starcade. I'm almost 99% positive it was Starcade 89. And he was doing a Crocodile Hunter gimmick. I do. I watched. Decked out in. like Crocodile Dundee gear. I watched Starcade 89. I never once seen it. That's what I'm telling you. It's it's somewhere in that area. He was just there for a hiccup, and then he became, you know, the Diamond Stud, which is where everyone really got their first taste of Scott Hall. And a lot of the stuff that he well, did, even as the Diamond Yeah, the Diamond Stud was kind of what later on became Razor Ramon. If you look at the gimmicks, they were very similar. Minus the Cuban uh, accent. Yeah. Do you know, maybe he was just going by Big Scott Hall. They just had him look at the Crocodile Dundee look. Probably. Because, and I do that was actually a killer event, the 87 bash. I think it went, I think it went Starship Coyote, Big Scott Hall, Diamond Stud, Razor Ramon, back to Scott Hall. Yeah. Like, like that team, and I'm actually surprised that they never put them back together again. Well, they technically did in WCW if you count the NWO. Yeah, but I, I don't. Did they ever actually like team? Well, no, because he was. Yeah, they did. They, they did, did actually team team together. Yeah, I think it was on a either a nitro or a thunder. Of course, <laughs> it's on a nitro or a thunder. I know it's one of those two. I know it wasn't a pay per view. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's it, it, it's something Great like American that Bash. would have been done in obscurity where nobody would have seen. Uh, Great American Bash. What year? Well, I don't know. Dude, they don't know. There's so many, there's so many Texas Scott talking. <laughs> no, that's what's we're all caught up. Texas. Anyway, that might have so, been. See, now, we, what y'all don't know is I've actually got the the event. I think it is going in the background here muted. Well, it was dude, muted until I hit the unmute button. <laughs> like I said, I've seen Starcade '89. I don't think it happened at Starcade '89. I really don't. I'm sorry. I could be wrong, 
Um, but anyways, back to Scott Hall. Um, let's talk about the dark, the dark days of Scott Hall. Well, <laughs> Scott had a lot of dark days. Um, a lot of his issue came from remorse and regret from an incident that happened when he was a bouncer in Florida. Yeah, uh, a lot was, of it. Well, a lot of it was because he felt that you know he wasn't a good person because of what happened. Well, is I think Nash put it best when he he actually was talking about that, and he's like, uh, "Well, for anyone who doesn't know, when Scott Hall was a bouncer, he was he had went out with a girl." that worked at the uh, dollhouse in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And her boyfriend found out about it and came, started a fight with Scott and he pulled a gun on him. Scott was of course bigger. He wrestled the gun away from him. And he, when he went to pistol whipping, the gun actually went off and shot the guy in the head and he died. Yeah. Blew his brain back. Actually blew uh, his brain, you know, blew out some brain cells. Well, a lot more than that. <laughs> there was nothing left. I mean, the guy, like I said, he did pass away. And Scott, even though this was a, a, a situation where had Scott not done, you know, and not got the gun away from him and, you know, it did not, it, he did not like put the gun to his head and pull the trigger. It wasn't a accidental thing, but if he had not gotten the gun away from him, the guy fully intended to use it on Scott Hall. Yeah. So one of them would not have walked away for that night. Had any, either way it worked out, one of them was not going to walk away that night. And it just so happened that it was Scott that walked away and not the other guy. I don't even know his name. I'm not, you know, not trying to throw anything bad on him or anything like that. You know, we've all been in those situations where we just, you know, you react with primal instinct rather than, than thinking things out. And, Scott carried that with him forever. And, yeah. and Nash had talked about that. He's like, what a lot of people don't know is Scott was actually very deeply religious. Yeah. And in his mind, there was no atoning for that. There was no coming back. So from that. in his mind, he was damned. Yeah. And, and the way he felt about it, uh, you know, being deeply religious, it was not, he was not going to be forgiven for it even though it was not intentional, it was nothing like that. And that just kind of, I mean, how, how do you live your life when your idea of the afterlife is if you live a good life, you're going to heaven and all of this, but now you've committed one of the most atrocities, the highest atrocities and the ultimate sin, and you're, you're going to hell. Right. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't give you a lot to look forward to. Not really. And that's where Scott was through, most of his life and then it of course got figured into a storyline and literally um eric bischoff even said on the razor ramon um dvd that came out that he would not have done that again right and you know the and this is this is not even really going it's going to kind of jump a little bit but let's fast forward to no way out when the NWO returns in WWE. Yeah. Okay. Scott had been through again, one of his many times in rehab, he was putting up the fight. He didn't want to be in this addiction anymore. And there's a certain pill of medicine that they give you some time in rehab that will make you physically ill. If you ingest alcohol. Yeah. And they literally have Stone Cold Steve Austin pouring beer on him. Yeah. They put him in a program with Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, that I could never figure that out. It's this, this guy. I mean, if anyone who's ever been through addiction can tell you addiction's a fight. It's yeah. not, it's not a cakewalk. It's not one of those things where you can say, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore and just be clear and, and perfect after that. Yeah, it's impossible. And addiction is a constant with you. It is in your mind at all times. So 
he does the one thing he thinks he he can do to kind of control it. And what does he do? He starts taking a pill that will make him physically violently ill if alcohol enters his body. And they get a guy to pour beer down his throat. Yeah, they put him in a storyline with Austin. Austin does the whole kidnap thing on SmackDown. This was after, of course, Scott Hall and the NWO attacked him on Raw and take a cinder block to his knee. Um, and he does the whole kidnap thing on, on uh, SmackDown. He pulls out at the end of SmackDown with his pickup truck with Scott Hall on the back of it, beating down Scott Hall, beating down Scott Hall, hits a stunner. Scott Hall gets back up. Austin hands him a beer, hits a stunner. Austin then pours beer on Scott Hall and then basically does the NWO spray paint thing. But instead of NWO, it says 316. Yeah, and, you know, that again, but WWE, for all her, they do really do good things. If you were an employee there, you can always reach out and, and get help there and they will cover you. You know, they always have, but it's like the stuff they did with road warrior, uh, Hawk. That was actually road warriors idea. That was actually yeah, Hawk's but still idea. at some point, at some point you've got to still step in and go, you know what? This ain't such a great idea. Yeah, and it was kind of the same. And if you look at it, they did the same thing with Scott around the same time in WCW. Yep. <laughs> That's, you know, I understand in making things real for the fans, but at the that same time, a, you've got to you, you've got even, to use some common sense in it. I mean, even Cody was like seeing that as a kid. He's like, yeah, that that was literally almost every day at my house. Right. You know that I uh, do remember him seeing him and with, by, by, by the way, this is Cody Hall, Scott's son. Yeah. Um, him saying that, you know, I couldn't tell if he was acting or not. Yeah. You know, he's like, is this is what I saw every day and I couldn't tell if he was acting or not. Uh, well, I but, mean, let's, hmm? let's face it. No one knew if he was acting or not. No, actually, that's true. You know, since we're 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 into that, uh, starting to get the wrap up here, into that wrap up spot here, not like totally wrapped up, but we're we're getting into that area. Get a little more of the chats going here. We got Brandon, who I could not agree more with that statement. Uh, and especially if you see him back in like the AWA days, and that Scott was phenomenal. Yes, yeah, Scott could work. Scott, Scott for a big man. And let's face it, he was a big man. The way he moved, the way he did his moves, the way he could snap the thing, you know, he was he was phenomenal. Yeah. And, um, you know, if I think, I don't know, he, I don't want to, I don't know when he, he would have hit it because he did start late. He was in his late 20s before he started going into the, uh, it started getting into wrestling. But, he could have been a huge star. And like I said, I think one of the things that kind of missed is, you know, they had the I had Magnum TA and I ain't taking anything away from Magnum. He was, a, he was one, he's one of my favorites. He, he was, if that car ra- crash hadn't happened, I think that man would have been one of the biggest stars of all time. Hands down. He was phenomenal. He in was, the ring. he had he was that look. Be, yeah. He was going to be in line to be the NWA champion. But if you look at Scott Hall in the big Scott Hall phase down in AWA with Kurt Henning and all that, he looked like a jacked uh, Magnum P.I. He had the mustache, the the hair. The man was a blown-up version of Tom Selleck. Yeah. I think in the 80s, he would have been so hot, you could not have gotten near him without catching on fire. Yeah, but again, they and didn't pull the trigger on it. Now, well, now they've given uh, Scott Hall's finisher the razor's edge. They've given it to Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. See where it goes from there. Yeah. Uh, from what I've seen him doing with it, it's not. It, he's he's sloppy with it. Yeah. 
which is bad because you could seriously hurt someone with that move. Yeah. And that it is one of the, the killer moves in, in wrestling. Uh, this next one, I believe was about the, uh, addiction thing we were talking about. So we can go on a little bit on that. Uh, so the one person they have decided they won't help anymore is Sonny. God bless her, but I kind of, I kind of see why. I mean, well, I that mean, girl, she. Okay, there are two types of addicts. There are the Scott Hall addicts, and then there's the Sunny addicts. Scott Hall is an addict in the sense that he was damaging to himself. The yeah. only person that was at real risk around Scott Hall was Scott Hall. Yeah. Sonny is just the opposite. Anyone around her is at risk. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, you know, that is just it. Um, yeah, actually, I, I, uh, there is a, they are showing that clip. There's two kids on Jerry, the Jerry Springer show. That was right that, before WrestleMania 10, actually. Right. That were uh, had cancer, and Scott shows up, gives them the Intercontinental title. And yeah, and it's the actual... to be the guest at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's, it's actually the actual Intercontinental title, too. And he literally called Vince on the limo ride back and said, I need a new belt for WrestleMania 10. Right. We even told them, he's like... You know, here, this is yours. I'll get another one, you know, and you're right to be Razor Ramon. Stay completely in that, that character. You know, we're talking that character, the, the toothpick flicking, you know, the way he was as Razor, he was a jerk and to stay in that character, but still be so sweet and sincere to those two kids. Yeah. That, that was something amazing to see. And I, I'm glad, you know, that's one thing I have to say. Uh Uh-oh, Encyclopedia Sean has chimed in. It was WrestleMania 12. He wasn't there in the company at WrestleMania 12. Uh By by, by WrestleMania 12, he was in the WWE. He was in WCW, pal. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, we're getting, we're, we're getting, I can, I can, I can feel the, the Sean getting fired up right now. That was WrestleMania 10 because, let's face it, he was Intercontinental Champion at WrestleMania 10. That was WrestleMania 10. He was actually suspended by 12. Was he Intercontinental Champion? No. <laughs> when was WrestleMania 12? Hold up. 19, it, was, it was 1996. By that time, Scott Hall was in the WCW. When did Scott make his debut in WCW? I the Jerry the Jerry <laughs> the Jerry Springer show was an early. So actually, yeah, I guess it would have been. Uh... And there he is right on the cover of WrestleMania and the poster. Again, though, he was not at WrestleMania 12. So there you go. No, um, no he was. He was not. He, was he on the card? Was he on the card? Was he on the card? Look at the WrestleMania 12 promo poster. Who's the, the first person the po- on it? I see the poster, but who? But was he on the card? Did he have a match? No, he did not. Well, hold on. I can tell you the match list. Results. Uh, British Bulldog. Austin. DiBiase. Not actually. Well, no, it actually doesn't look like. That was Roddy Roddy Piper. Oh, my God. That was that one. Yeah, thank you. No mention of Scott Hall on that match card at all. And if you think I'm wrong, you can watch it on Peacock. <laughs> okay, so, well, however it went, that was WrestleMania 12, though. 
that he was giving them tickets to. He was not there. <laughs> I didn't say he had to be there. I said he gave them tickets to it. So I was right and so was Sean. So there you go. Um. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> the most important thing is that I was right. Um, but he was not in no because you said he was in WCW, and he was he not in went, WCW. There Mania. was a there was a time, dude. It got confusing. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's not do this. Not well, do no, this. and and I think you know it's funny because all the stuff that we've been seeing now about you know about scott and all this and since now we are in that actual wrap-up phase it's <laughs> i'm not gonna admit i was wrong i wasn't wrong um yeah. and that's uh and brandon to your this is exactly you know his hall of fame induction and those last words of that speech yeah and then and to know that you know he was healthy again that he he had put addiction on the ropes yeah. again and he and this time i mean it had been years it says this wasn't a flash in the pan and him back in rehab no he had been sober for i think it was three or four years which is a and huge accomplishment you know and then to, to see everything that he had worked hard his whole life for and battled through a lot of adversity he was an older guy going into wrestling i know it's weird to say about someone that's in their mid to late 20s but in this in this profession in professional wrestling if you aren't going by your late teens that that bus is sailing unless you already or you, unless you're someone like brock lesnar or goldberg where you have a name recognition outside of wrestling or ronda rousey or you know, yeah. Kane Velasquez, someone like that. No, you, you don't know. want to mention him anymore. You know. No, I'll, well, you know, that's that's a, that's a topic for another day, which we haven't gone into that, really. Oh, but, you know, he, he started out as an older person in the business. He really busted his butt to get to where he got, and he did great in the, in the time that he was allowed, even battling, you know, his battles inside the ring and out. But I think he summed his life up with his Hall of Fame speech. And when when I actually got the first and when I saw the official word that, you know, he had passed away, I put up the post. I put up the, the in memory picture and I put the quote from his, the last line of his acceptance speech, which was, you know, hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Yeah. And that. Even Vince McMahon had said in an interview, he's like, when I heard him say those words, I said, yes, Scott, that is it. That's how the fans are going to remember you. Yep. And it's the truth because he was the very shining example of that. Those words, bad times don't last, but bad guys do, you yep. know, and look this, he hasn't been in a match in years. But still, he affected so many people. And so many people had love for him that, you know, even uh, people that I like more as wrestlers, still a whole hour dedicated to him for this. You know, everybody posting their memories, everybody posting pictures. It showed the effect that the person, Scott Hall, not Razor Ramon, not the outsider, but Scott Hall, the human being, had on the people that got to see him and were lucky enough to be fans and watch him do what he loved doing and what he was great at doing. Exactly. And um, like I said, like you said, like everyone said, um, Scott Hall will forever be remembered and missed for everything he did, whether it was in the ring or out of the ring. And it's just, it's just a shame that, it happened the way it did. Hey, but I can't say one thing though. <laughs> he didn't put death over clean. No, you know. Well, it, it's surprising. It would not have surprised me anything less because let's face it. Like I said, 
This is a guy that had his battles in the ring, out of the ring from day one. He wasn't going to go quietly. Yeah. Nor should he have. He did put up the best and, you know, again, to his family and to his friends. You know, we wish him nothing but peace in the coming future and and just, you know, know that while they they are they're suffering differently we all feel the same grief for them. Yeah. You know, he and, was uh, a part, like you said, he was a part of your childhood. He was one of the guys that made me love wrestling again. Yeah. And, and I like mean, you said, he's going to be missed. And, uh, you know, he's up there with Dusty right now. Probably popping a beer. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so. Talking about their time in Florida together. <laughs> oh god it, it, to hear some of those stories <laughs> all right well uh, i guess to uh to end this properly we would have to have a toothpick which i don't have one um neither do i but but we're we're flicking one in spirit yeah we're flicking one in spirit and uh thank you scott her thank you done right so guess we're going to call it a day on that one and again rest yep. in peace scott hall and hope you guys tune in this coming wednesday and that's all she wrote for today yep so we'll see you same two guys time same two guys channel yes i threw a kitty cat toy don't judge me